0: Hello. Hello. Welcome to another Film Critic's Processes. Film Critic's
1: Processes. Today we're talking about uncut gems. Dude. D- bigger, longer, and uncut, bro. Like the movie South Park. Like the South Park movie. Like it's a South Park humor joke. You like South Park? Anyone mm. um, know here like South Park? Does anybody press one in the chat? Does, <laughs> d- legitimate question. Does anybody like South Park? Is there anyone? There are people. It's still. I mean, I was gonna say it's still going, I mean, but so is Simpsons. So you know. Yeah, there's there's no rules in society. Uh, yeah, we watched Uncut Gems. Uh, it's really good. Hey, spoiler for the rest of th- this. It's really good.
0: Yeah, spo- actually, spoiler also. It's worth seeing. Uh, you should go see it if you can stomach a very intense two-hour Always Sunny episode.
1: Yeah, uh, big time.
0: But it, we are going to be spoiling it yeah, yeah. pretty heavily. There's, there's pretty major spoilers in that film.
1: Uh, yeah. so pause this episode go to your local cineplex <laughs> <laughs> pay the one ticket to uncut gems please uh and and then uh report back yeah and as always we're gonna have our kind of feelings reactions uh you know ethos of this show obviously being just kind of like mimicking i don't think i don't feel like i've ever said this but i i feel like process kind is kind of just like us Like mimicking the whole outside of the theater conversation situation. No, no, no. Same. There have
0: been times when we've seen movies and like afterwards, like okay, I don't. Let's wait till we don't do the processes because I don't want to processes is it (laughs) before we watch before we do so. But yeah, that's that's the thing I want is let's you know we're we're not doing reviews. We're not doing a check it out. If you like, a, if you like a nice movie, it's it's a like. We're assuming you've either seen it or are interested, but kind of want to know a little bit more about it. Sure. And don't care about spoilers, uh, which is like a baller move, by the way. If you don't care about <laughs> spoilers, true. hey. Cool. That's how you win. Yeah, <laughs>
1: like that's meme. how you beat the like, system. Like the
0: meme from Uncut Jam. That's how you. This is how I. This uh, is how I win. This is how I win. Very upsetting. How good it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a movie about Adam Sandler playing uh, a very Adam Sandler character, but as a drama film. Yeah, should not be as good as this movie is, but it is.
1: Yeah, elephant in the room. Uh, Adam Sandler. Holy shit! What a great job! What an incredible performance! It's uh, it's
0: one of it's one of those things where it's like I feel like it's it's been a known a known quality is that Adam
1: Sandler can act. Yeah, but he chooses not to. <laughs> <laughs> but Jack and Jill, uh, which you know, I mean, like, I've as I've grown into an adult, I've become like less sort of like I, I think there's an inclination to kind of hold it against actors for the movies that they are in, uh, and like now that I know about what money is, yeah. I
0: don't anymore. <laughs> well, like, I, yeah, no, like, like Nick Cage, I've always known, like, yeah, he does a lot of movies that are just garbage. Because he he needs the money uh, to fund his dinosaur
1: bone collecting <laughs> habit, his dinosaur museum or whatever. Yeah, like I, will begrudge any celebrity who's rich because you know, gimme where's my cut. Uh, but yeah, uh, really, really great performance. Like really harkening back to some, really on his punch drunk love shit. Uh, but, but not even so much like a different, you know, a different enough character. Uh, to be like you know, to not n- not really be a good direct, com- like, comparison to that film. Yeah, no, uh. it's,
0: it's it's in that same vein in that it's like, oh, this is one of those movies you see where you're like, oh, yeah, know. like, maybe if the right directors or the right script, you know, he can turn in a very good performance. It's just his brand and his bread and butter is uh, yelling.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yelling in a funny way, not yelling in a kind of funny but upsetting way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so yeah elephant or no adam sandler great performance brings a lot of like if you've ever dealt with the person who just always has an excuse he wow <laughs> wow <laughs> was that was that a familiar experience with
1: this yeah uh, boy oh boy um uh, really yeah just like uh, i i really like the safty brothers uh based on uh i've al- i've also seen good t- good time uh, and i had a good time with good time Uh, Also just an incredible breakout like Robert Pattinson performance that is just like so off the mark of like everything else that he's been doing for his career but he just does an incredible job. Have you seen Good Time yet? I haven't.
0: I've been meaning to because a friend of the show Mia has has hyped me up a lot on it which actually got me to go see Good Time because I was like. Uncut, well, gems. Sorry, un- Uncut Gems. Sorry, Uncut Gems. because like, well, Good Time's supposed to be really good. And it's from the same directors. And it seems like this is their like more of a, oh, we have a bit more of a budget now. Like people mm-hmm. are more willing to let us do what we want. So I was like, I'll give it a try. And it sold me on wanting to see Good Time. I just haven't had yeah. the time <laughs> to watch it.
1: <laughs> haven't had the good time with good
0: t- time. I, I feel like it's a movie where it's like, if it, Uncut Gems is an indication, uh, I, I want to make sure I have... A good time to watch it and not just, yeah, I'll put it on while I'm
1: making eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and and have an existential nightmare moment. Yeah. Uh, it's so with regard to Uncut Gems and like, you know, also with Good Time, but m- even more so with Uncut Gems, I feel like uh, it is the type of movie that I hate where there's like constant music playing uh, constant music cues, there's, like, it, it's, like, super claustrophobic, it's, like, super fast-paced, and, like, none of those are things that I really like, um, but I just think that their character work is, like, so above the board and, like, so above what, like, other people making this type of movie are, are doing, uh, and, and I, I loved, like, every interaction, uh, just, it felt, it felt really, like, New Yorky. y uh, it felt really, like, legitimate, um, and everybody, everybody's like, it, it's this, like, cr- it's a crime movie. It it almost feels like a, it's, it would be like a gangster movie, but it's in this like world that f- feels so much less anachronistic than like these types of gangster films that, that have just been like dominated movies forever and ever where like this one's just, they're just like scrappy dudes who are broke and freaking out about how this person isn't paying them and yeah, is disrespectful yeah. to them. It's it, it, it's 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 a it was produced by
0: Scorsese, which definitely
1: contributes to it. So it has that sort of like it's a
0: it's a boys movie. Yeah, and I don't mean that necessarily in the derogatory way, but it's like you know it it feels like it could be a movie where under less. Uh, stylistic direction under less like good like you said good character work it could just be like that kind of boys movie where it's like this is a movie uh, you know a boy in your life will love Mm -hmm. but if you're not into that kind of movie you're not going to get a lot out of it and I feel like this is a movie that uh, the kind of boys who love those movies all fucking love this movie because it's incredible but it kind of transcends that and that you don't have to be a fan of the genre to still get a lot out of this film because they do such a fucking good job with it yeah and yeah, it's it's not about a crime movie where it's not about, like, organized crime. It's very disorganized crime. <laughs> yeah, big time. I, I did really like a, like the thing at the end where it's, like, the guy er, – kind of, like, it, it's revealed a bit, like, more halfway through, but then especially towards the end it comes out as a thing where it's, like, the guy who's kind of positioned is, like, this is the organized crime guy that he owes a lot of money to that is, like, the main conflict. And then it, you find out, like, oh, he's, like – in the uh, family. He's, like, in the family. Like, he, he married into Adam Sandler's family, and that's why they, he's basically being given this long leash. Yeah. <laughs> like, way too long of a leash. And then at the end of the film, it's kind of revealed, like, yeah, even this guy who, like, seems like he's, like, would be a powerful crime boss, turns out actually isn't, because his henchmen just fucking kill him. Yeah. Because <laughs> his henchmen are like, hey, you've been giving this dude like way too long of a leash and you were about to let him walk away with this shit that he pulled on us because he got the money. But like, this isn't about the money anymore. This is about like, oh, you can't just treat other people like this. Which yeah. is really what the movie is about. Mm-hmm. Is that it's it's the this obsession of winning, this obsession of being proven right, this obsession with like, no, 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 all of my choices would pay off if people would just listen to me and do what I say. Uh, and then sort of at the end being like, yeah, but is it really, like, worth it to treat people this way? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and to Adam Sandler's character, absolutely. But we see that the, the end result of that is eventually
1: you do it to the wrong person uh,
0: and you get shot in the face. <laughs> yeah,
1: big time. Yeah, I I, I think that this, this took, like, a very classical uh, sort of structured, like... I guess I guess like fall from grace story uh, or like uh, like a gangster story like the, the departed or something, and it kind of deflated all of the coolness. Yeah, uh, and, and and made it so much more real because like he's being embarrassed at every turn, and it's and it's just like there's there's like basically one major moment in the movie where he um like where where he breaks down and is like I don't know what's going on, everything's going wrong, what the fuck. Uh, But then for the rest of the movie, like horrible things will happen to him. He'll get stuffed in like his car's trunk, like completely naked or like at his his daughter's like play recital. Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) like at like at like a very personal family event. Yeah, his bullshit will still catch up with him and he'll end up nude in the trunk.
1: Yeah, but then but then he'll just be like, I'm under control. It's under control. It's fine. It's, this is totally fine. Well, Listen, watching him like try to come up with excuse like no, 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 it's fine. I'll be fine. I got clothes in here.
0: Just like trying to downplay the fact that like oh, I just had to text my wife and had her come let me out of the trunk of my car. Yeah. fully nude when I said I was stepping out to use the bathroom during our
1: daughter's play. <laughs> yeah, it's just so so incredible. And uh, like even just like kind of past the story elements, I I really want to like. To me, this movie had the best like rising of suspense of like almost any movie that I've seen in like recent memory, and just like how the set pieces just get more and more like like kind of claustrophobic yeah, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there's all the stuff like a lot of a lot of time is spent like in his office, uh, and they they uh, lead up to like the climax of it being like taking place in his like place of work his gem shop basically uh which incredible climax like the the scene of the the whole scene of like him watching the game and like the guys are just like stuck in the bulletproof glass case uh was like insanely good just like some of the best writing some of the best directing uh incredible acting from the guys that are like stuck in there like force oh. watching him watching the game like so fucking good but also, the other high point of the film is definitely the auction. Oh, uh, uh, it's
0: I—that <gasps> scene started and it sucks because as it starts, you know what's gonna happen. Yeah, but you're
1: just like, M- maybe it won't happen. <laughs> yeah, it, and like the whole movie plays with that, and it's so interesting. It's like you, like the whole the whole entire movie. Adam Sandler's character is just like, it won't happen. The bad thing won't happen, and the, then the bad thing happens, and then at the very end of the movie the bad thing doesn't happen, and Adam Sandler's vindicated, and he's like, I'm right, I'm right, and everyone was like, still fuck you. <laughs> yeah, no, and there's like, no, no, you weren't right. You can't just lo- you, you can't is, lock, you can't this is your one win.
0: You can't lock four dudes in a, uh, mafia dudes in a fucking glass case for like several hours while they watch you fuck with their money. Yeah. And then be like, ah, but I got the money, and they're like, no, 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 you had the money, yeah. and you risked losing it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We yeah I was I was watching it with uh friends of the friends of the show uh Robbie and Megan and for the whole auction scene like we like our hands were over our faces and we were just like oh my god like somehow like it tells you what's going to happen and then it like drives up the suspense like past the boiling point and it's just like so oh it it's just like the the despair of it um but Robbie also made another uh incredible point about the movie that I think is like you know, that that made me really enjoy the movie more, which is that, like, he won out at the end, right? And they, like, I, I was, like, in the car arguing, like, no, he won all that money. He made so much money. They could have, the it's, like, so much money that they wasted by killing him at the end. And Robbie was like, no, 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 no. He, that, that was, that money was never going to be his or theirs. He would have, he would have been like, all right, guys, on to the next scam
0: Yeah, yeah. Here's the next way in which I'm going to try to, like, ratchet the... Because he's an addict. He's he's addicted to gambling. Yeah. Is essentially what the... Is, is the subtext of the film. There's never any character who says that that's what it is, but he's... He is pure capitalism. Yeah. it's There's never a point where he's like, that's enough money. There's never a point where he's like, I've broken even. There's never a point where he's like, everyone's been compensated. It's always, oh, I have, now that I have money in my hand, it's time to turn that into more money. Yeah. He only views money as a way to get more money.
1: Yeah. And there's never a point where he's like, I'm in too deep or I need to back off or anything like that. He just goes harder and harder and harder because he because of this like weird sort of work ethic and money ethic that he, that he has. Uh, and and like the whole movie is just like watching this like dying animal, you know. Like that's how I kind of mentally characterize uh, Adam Sandler's character. is just like this broken, like sad animal that is like just kind of sprinting around. Uh, and, and and just at the end, he just gets put down.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, such a so, good. and it's like. I I, th- I made that point where it's like he he is the embodiment of capitalism and like he views money as just a way to get more money. And I think about the more and it's like, Oh, that really ties too into the theme of just where it's like but there there there's nothing in the film that he does not commodify. Yeah. Uh, to an extent that it's like every decision he makes, even seemingly personal ones, where he's like I'm going to leave my mistress and get back to with my wife. Just kidding. I'm getting back with my mistress. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All of these things are motivated by like, oh, what is the what's the opportunity cost here? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm leaving my mistress because she's causing too many problems. But if I like bunker down with my wife and kids, you know, now I have a stability point to continue my schemes on. Oh, wait, now now there's an opportunity that has arisen with my mistress uh, to make
1: more money. So we're back together. Yeah. It's one of the first movies I've really seen that has like successfully kind of dismounted from this thesis of like dystopian individualism being bad. Yeah. Because I think that a lot of a lot of media falls into this weird uh, kind of negative space, like this this weird gray area where it's like, th- like it's the movie is explicitly like telling you in words like this type of individualism, spec- like and this type of like treating people like shit is bad, and. Also, like, there's this, like, meta way to, like, view and read the story of, like, he's kind of cool. Yeah, but he's really cool. Like, Walter White's, like, so cool, though. Like, he really is a Walter
0: White character, but executed, like, way better than Walter White was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And just, like, I, like, I, I, his wife is a nag but like she's right like you're always on her side it's like yeah like your fucking kids recital go asshole well and it's like it's like she's a nag but it's also
0: like we kind of see that in media res and so the film over the course of it like gives you enough information to be like oh she definitely like wasn't like this like this is definitely like her responding to the conditions of their relationship deteriorating and her responding to the fact that he's increasingly neglecting her and her kids and just being like, at some point she's just like, we're getting a divorce Mm. and you're still not even putting in like the, the basis of like, you were the one who wanted to stay together until past this point before we told the kids we're getting a divorce and you can't even pretend. (laughs) You're you're not (laughs) even putting in the effort of pretending to be present in your kid's life when you're using them to stay in a
1: relationship with me. Yeah. It, it's so like, yeah. She her character is like so well realized and so like what the f- what the fuck do I do? Like what do I do about this and just like all of this, you know, scary shit that just gets like thrown onto her lap. Uh, I I thought that like his kids I really liked. I I liked the touch of them all being like kind of shitheaded. headed.
0: Yeah, like, like <laughs> thirteen year old kids, uh, kids, uh, like, kids of, of parents who definitely have money and access, and so they don't really think about anything and they. Aren't really at an age where they could even consider, like, where is this money coming from? Yeah. Why does my dad have another apartment? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the hot lady? And him just being like, don't, don't. He's just
1: like, don't, don't tell your mother about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. Uh, yeah, so good. Um, I do want to say, I, I loved uh, Lakeith Stanfield's character. It was great. It was really nice seeing him in, like kind of a like a like a
0: scummy role. Yeah, like, like
1: playing he, a bad guy kind yeah, of. Yeah, cuz
0: he's not like a bad he's not like an antagonist within the films. I guess he is an antagonist within like a narrative sense cuz he's an antagonist ish ish to Adam Sandler's character, mm-hmm. but he's not like a guy where like you the audience are going to be like wow, that LaKeith Stanfield character. What a what a what a sourpuss. <laughs> yeah, uh, you you kind of also get the sense of like he's also been getting dicked around and is kind of at the end of his rope with it, but is
1: also like we have a mutually beneficial relationship here. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also want to. I also want to just take a take a little corner to be like, "Hey, Kevin Garnett's a good actor." <laughs> like I,
0: so like when he was on screen, I literally like halfway through the movie was like, "Is this actually an NBA act?" Like, cause I don't know enough about sports, so I didn't know. Yeah. Ken, I didn't know Kevin Garnett was like an actual athlete. So I was like, "Is this a fictional?" athlete that they put this movie because this guy like doesn't come off like here's an athlete we got to play himself he comes off like an actor playing an athlete yeah which is incredible like that's such a good performance to to actually be an nba superstar in real life and you play yourself in a movie
1: as if you are not an nba superstar playing a cameo and to, to put him in such like a central pivotal role in the movie too is like super inspired and his like monologue at the end where he's just like what the, What did you pay for this? Yeah. What, what did you pay the like poor like Ethiopian miners who who like who probably broke are themselves? Dying. Yeah. yeah. Who, and like, Sorry, go on. <laughs> no. Yeah. But like that whole that whole exchange is just so incredible.
0: I, I loved it too because like up until that point the one of the f- few like sticking points had been that opening scene where like I got it, but I was like. Uh, that opening scene kinda feels like a, like it's tacked on, like they're sort of like, Oh, we're aware that the gem industry is, is founded on like hyper violent, like neo-imperialism, so we gotta we gotta include a scene that acknowledges that. But then they reincorporate that in with that scene. Yeah. And in that moment also tie in all these themes together of again of how capitalism like the kinds the kinds of people it exploits. Mm-hmm because it's like it's not just uh garnett being like hey like what did you pay for this like the diamond industry the industry that you were that you were doing you were is exploiting people on a horrifying scale and you are also exploiting people on a local scale but it's also like and who are you exploiting in that like he's exploiting yeah. rappers he's exploiting like nba stars like there's really nobody in his life that isn't in some way commodified yeah uh, and I like that because it, it ties it all together where it's, like, from from the people mining it whose, like, literal lives and bodies are being risked to do it mm-hmm. to the people who are even, like, superstars but who's, like, you know, cultural need to, like, like have a relationship
1: to this stuff is also being exploited. Yeah. And, I mean, like, there there's, you know, all sorts of history about, like, people who suddenly come into money, like, being exploited. Like you know like rich rich rappers get exploited by their like record deals like you know like that shit happens like every day
0: there's so there's so many stories about like the the 90s like when the 90s uh like hip hop and rap scenes like blew up just how many of like biggest superstars from that area lived in fucking shit poverty because their
1: record labels just fucked them over and basically took all the money from their work yeah um So Uncut Gems, uh, like, really puts a pin on all that shit in a way that is so, 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 like, the movie itself is so graceful in pointing out how, like, graceless this fucking process is and, like, this culture is. Uh, And it's, it's like a really good, it's really good. It's really really good good for this time. It's so stressful. So, so stressful to watch. (laughs) So good.
0: Uh, end capitalism, et cetera, et cetera. And, <laughs> end capitalism now. Uh, uh, and I don't even think that necessarily, like the film is like made, like you know, like the the the, the Safdie brothers were like, hey, hey, hey our big socialist text. <laughs> I think it's just you know the the kinds of scenes and lives that they're interested in and exploring in their movies just are gonna give way to that kind of messaging because it's like you can't really tell these kinds of stories about being like. Okay, but at the heart of it, why do these people act this way? Yeah. At the heart of it, why is this kind of exploitation just so rampant on mm-hmm. an even into a personal level? Yeah. But it was nice seeing Lakeith Keith Stanfield because, like, uh, since he's kind sort of blown up, you you see him in a lot of kind of like big roles, big hero roles, the relatable relatable guy roles, and so seeing him just kind of play like kind of a scumbag. Yeah. Really was, nice. He does a really good job of it. it was, yeah. It was really. It was. It was. I was just like, it's like, is that Lakeith Stanfield? And then I was like, huh, he is. he's just. Really transformed his
1: role in this movie. Yeah, yeah. and like I, I, I loved, like even his character was like super like brutally relatable. Like the part where he, like he brings Adam Sandler to like meet KG, at, like at these like. <sighs> I, I was gonna say rehearsals, but they don't call them that in sports. sports.
0: No, not tryouts. Uh, God, we're practice?
1: too we're too gay for this. Shit. Yeah,
0: I think it's practice. Is just pra- what he said. Yeah, pra- okay. practice. <laughs> the girls discuss a boys' movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is he? He takes them to like
0: it's like auditions for uh, sports, and then
1: oh, what what is it called in the oh points points? Uh, points. Yeah, you get
0: those in sports, right? And he's got God God. We're not going to talk about what he actually gambles on, because when he said it in the movie, I was like, you might as well be describing how a computer works to me. I don't know what the fuck you're saying. Yeah. Thankfully, it didn't matter too much. You you just had to know that, like,
1: he bet correctly, and he won. Yeah. Uh, You don't need to know, like, he won because of... I'm very thankful for the mouthpiece character, who's just like, I think that's the stupidest bet I've ever heard. And I'm like... Yeah, yeah, Adam. Yeah. What are you thinking? I'm glad that the
0: guy there's a guy here to tell me what I'm supposed to know that that, that means. <laughs>
1: Three runbacks in the twelfth quarter? What Kendallson! <laughs> Sorry to make that reference. Uh but yeah, like the part where the part where Adam Sandler just embarrasses the shit out of him. Like, every single thing that he does is so like like weirdly like so scene-chewy and so room. Like not reading the room, uh, and and like he just gets ditched.
0: Like, he's just just like quiet glower as you see him go from like all right, like as long as he keeps his shit together. Oh, he's not keeping his shit together. Fuck this! Just walks, <laughs> just, just just immediately walks forward, and just the way he's carrying his body is so like locked into just pretending <laughs> I, I don't know this guy. I don't know that guy. I don't, <laughs> who is she? Who? Who? I yeah. I came here by myself. We
1: came in separate ubers. I don't know who that mm-hmm. guy is. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, also shout out to The Weeknd, uh, for getting punched in the face by Adam Sandler in this movie. I, I was a, I was mouth agape at just them having The Weeknd in the movie
0: and having his role effectively be to fuck Adam Sandler's
1: girlfriend and then get punched in the face by Adam Sandler. So funny. Just artistic Le- An c- incredible artistic choice. Also, the
0: line of ah uh, of just like when he's introduced at the start of the film, she's like, "Yeah, I win," because it takes place in twenty twelve. So it's as the weekend is getting big, and she's like, "Oh yeah, he's this weekend. He's this rapper. He's gonna be huge, even though he's Canadian."
1: It's such a funny <laughs> line. It's such a- <laughs> even though he's Canadian. is so funny. oh uh, yeah. What a barrier for success being uh-
0: Canadian. And then the way that it sets up, where he just sees that he has the Furby gold chain, and he's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna rip that off," <laughs> and he just does it. Yeah, I they trying to sell him a crucifix with Michael Jackson on it, and it's just like it's got it's very controversial. <laughs> It was like the the trashiest possible thing for him to try to be selling the weekend.
1: <laughs> this movie really didn't pull any punches, and it really felt like 2012. Yeah, uh, it, it like 2012 was just such a jumble of a time. Yeah. There's like that. There's like that scene where Coney, where Adam Sandler's just like, we got we gotta stop that Coney guy. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Setting it in 2012 was just incredible. It all worked so incredibly. It, like, it didn't feel like um, an act. Like super anachronistic or it didn't feel like it was like talking down to the audience in any way. Uh, Everything felt really real, uh, really lived in. Uh, My, uh, my roommates revisited New York and saw
0: it while they were there. And they were both like, uh, like they saw it with family, Italian family. Uh, So -hmm. they were like, and they were just like, that's how it is. (laughs) That's that's New York, baby. (laughs) That's the big apple, baby. That's that's the diamond district. Uh, uh, One of my roommates was saying like his, his mom was like, Oh, you know that happened. Uh, that happened to the guy who sold uh, your aunt her her engagement ring. <laughs> he got shot. in he the He got face. fucking shot in the face. It was funny because Meeks, Meeks was trying to like tell that story. It was to a room of people were half headed seen it. It's, just, it's just, so have you ever seen it? And I was like, no. He's like, well. So she goes like, you know that thing that happened at the end of the movie that happened to the guy who sold your aunt the engagement ring. And I was like, Meeks, that immediately tells everyone that he fucking dies at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That happened to the guy who did that. Oh, I wonder what could possibly that mean. The thing at the end yeah. of the movie. <laughs>
1: that thing that happened at the end of the movie that happened to that guy. Uh, rest in peace. I mean... Uh, ooh, uh, y- he died... Th- th- unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> natural causes. Natural yeah. causes. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I, I loved the little... <laughs> I loved the little Gaspar Noé touches of the, like, nebulas that yeah. are, like, being flown through. That That was also very 2012, I found. Like, just so aesthetically, like, perfect. Like... Pitch Perfect twenty twelve stuff. The the use of
0: oh, uh one Tricks Point Never and like oh like like that kind of like electronica furry rave bullshit yeah. like as a soundtrack so so many good touches yeah I do I do gotta remember at some point um when the movie is like available in a way where I can uh, get video clips of it is I wanted to do an edit of the scene when uh Garnet is looking at the at the Opal and there's just these flashes of history going and then the case breaks. Uh, is the last thing I want it to be is, uh, you know, cause it's showing like, you know, like war, terrorist acts, like major news events and like these flashes of galaxies and stuff. And then I want the very end to, to be the, uh, the, you got Gnomed gnome. <laughs> and then it's just like, <laughs> it just collapses onto the glass case. Can you refresh my memory on the, you got Gnomed? Uh, just like, look up, you got Gnomed. i am not a i am not a, I'm not a, gno- I'm not a- Gnoblin, I'm not a gnomel. I'm a gnome, and you've been gnome. I have never seen this. And it's, it was basically like a weird, like boomer version of Rickrolling that became a like ironic meme after that, where you would just like trick. It would you would have like a fake uh, thumbnail for an image, and then you would click it, and it would just be like one frame of that image, and then the rest would be the gnome. <laughs> That's uh, uh, that's great. And then it became like a weird meta meme of stuff that would build up to it, and then the, like the last second of it would be the gnome. <laughs> uh, that okay, great. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of the same, same, same thing as like uh, like
1: the Hotel Mario. Oh yeah. Uh, opening. Bip, 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 bip. Bip. That's how. That's really how Uncut Gems should have ended. Yeah. <laughs> it zooms in on his face, and then it's just like. Bup, 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 bup. <laughs> I'm imagining that is really killing me, actually.
0: Uh,
1: also, also shout outs to the side
0: chick. Great performance, great yeah. character.
1: No, I I loved her. I I loved her. Um, <laughs> After showing up with a, with a with a smoothie, being like, I came here as soon as you could, and him just immediately being like, Oh, I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> she was she was actually really great. Uh, the whole thing at the end where she's like. Um, where she's like kind of part of his like little scheme, and she has to like avoid the gangsters, and like there's this like kind of Trump esque guy that is just like super old and like is just telling her to come up to his room. Uh That that shit all ruled. Uh, the part where like specifically the part where like he finds her with the weekend in the bathroom doing like coke together. Yeah. And like she starts like screaming at, like at the top of her lungs like. That's very realistic. <laughs> I I have seen that exact fight. that exact fight happen uh, on the streets of the the way she just like starts trying to like talk
0: shit with people in line and then she's like well that's why you're still in line and I was inside yeah <laughs> yeah uh, like-,
1: like and then and then they're just like oh. oh. <laughs> That, that, that all felt, that was all like shit I've seen happen before. It yeah, feels like. I, I, I've seen that, 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 and, and the only thing that was missing is she needed like a Harley Quinn tattoo. Oh, yes. God, yes. Um, uh, I, they, someone make uncut gems, but in Tempe, <laughs> <laughs> Tempe, Arizona, <laughs> on Mill Avenue. I, I would watch, oh, I would watch the shit out of that.
0: Yeah, you, could, you could probably set that in, like, Reno, Nevada, like, any, any place where people uh, go to have vices and be really fucking swelteringly hot for some reason. <laughs> yeah, to burn alive. Did you know, like, the so the guy in that scene when she's placing the bet, who's, like, explaining the bet to her because she doesn't know what it means, <laughs> uh, was a dude that one of the directors just met the night before filming that scene uh because he couldn't sleep so he went and shot craps and he met that guy and he was like this dude rules do you want to be in my movie and he just wrote a character for him to play in the movie great and apparently a bunch of the small bit actors in it who like aren't actors that you would like you
1: you know are just people that they met while doing research for the film well i think the i don't know if this is true or not but i think the trumpy sort of guy at the end was also that that Um, would make sense yeah but, uh, you know, that might be that's a little that's pretty unsubstantiated. Don't quote me on that one. Because
0: I, I know the uh, the guy that he keeps doing the rings things with the pawn shop guy was another one of those dudes where it was just uh, like guys that weren't uh, weren't really actors were just people that they met while researching that they like were able to convince to be in their movie because mm. they're like, you're basically like what we want out of this character. Do you just want to be in it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and
0: apparently his fraternal twin is what they said in the in the interviews. Or like that's who got him like to to sign on, was just to be like, come on, be in the movie. Mm. And there's like tweets that are going around where people were talking about like, Yeah, I went and saw this with like family, and my uncle was like, wait a second, I know that guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn, that's great. That's awesome. Uh fucking love it. Oh, uh by the way, there is there is a hidden Oh, I didn't know there was a Natasha Leon cameo. Uh, what, really. Natasha, Natasha Leon plays a Celtic staff member. Also, Tilda Swinton plays... Uh, you hear her over the phone. She's like the art appraiser. Or, or oh. not the art... The like, gem appraiser lady. Yeah, the person who's always beefing with that yeah. scene
0: where he's like all right so she said uh just take them all out you know and we'll, we'll fix it from there and he's like oh she said that yeah okay hold on i'm just gonna call her uh yeah, no, he's no, like, oh, you, don't, you don't have to check her oh i'm not i just there's just something else <laughs> <laughs> just the most obvious like i don't believe you but i know if i say that i'm not you're gonna make a scene of it so i'm just like no I'm just, I'm just calling her to check something else and amita's like yeah he says you said to take them all out no <laughs> no okay cool thought so <laughs> One of the film's biggest strengths is that everything feels very realistic. They have all felt like if you haven't met or known this person, you've been in public settings with these people. Yeah, (laughs) you've certainly met them. You have seen the Adam Sandler guy uh, yelling at a hotel person that he was previously very polite to because they said that he couldn't do something that they're not allowed to let him do. And then they just said, okay,
1: we're going to let you do this so that you stop yelling. (laughs) Oh, Wayne Diamond. So Wayne Diamond is the old dude who gets and gets super into um, the character Julia at, oh, yeah, at yeah, the yeah. end of the movie. The the gross looking Trump man. Yeah, uh, garment district legend, according to page six. Oh, that would make sense. Like a, so like yeah, a kind of
0: like a like a big part of the that scene that they're they're doing research in.
1: Anything else you want to talk about? I, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's that much else to say about it. Like we just really fucking enjoyed it yeah it's it's
0: it's a really great movie it's it's very stressful uh Mm -hmm. which some people were like oh man that was very stressful and to me i got out i was like that was great
1: i love i love
0: i love a good stress movie
1: yeah i I, sometimes i can really some like i can really handle it when it's when it all comes together when when a movie is just like really shaking you by the shoulders like that uh and I, i thought it i thought it worked out really well i did think the uh it was a little like oh that's Oh, I get it.
0: Uh, where he gets shot <laughs> in the face and he has the hole through his face and I was like, "Oh, because they keep mentioning that the diamond or the opal has like holes on either side so you can see through it to see everything in it." Mm. And then he gets holes in his face and it's like I was like, ah, all, right. "All right." All right, that's clever. I guess ah, he,
1: I guess he was the gem after all. I
0: guess the opal was inside all, op- all of us. <laughs> Opa. Uh yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I love that they also foreshadow when Lakeith Stanfield like goes into the safe and he's like, "Where's my watches?" And he's just like, he's like, Th- "Those watches are counterfeit." Uh, it's like yeah, they clearly came off the back of the truck. And Lakeith Stanfield's like, "They're fucking mine. Where are they?" <laughs> and throughout the film, you see him giving people watches, and you're definitely like, "Those are the watches Lakeith Stanfield said were in the safe," <laughs> and that's why he's not showing them to Garnet because he doesn't
1: have them anymore. God. So, I, it's so great. Just, like, sp- spending money he doesn't have all across town. The, the the way in which he, like,
0: just constantly is flipping things and, like, quicking things. Up, it, it's it's a movie where I'm excited to rewatch it and see what things I missed. Because there's almost definitely stuff where you're just like, oh, this thing he's saying now is, like, him setting up a scam he's doing later. Yeah. Or, like, this thing that he did, like, here is a scam from earlier in the film that was, like, passingly mentioned. Because he's just constantly running scams.
1: <laughs> So you got a scam. That's that's what that's what life is all about. The bit about resurfacing his pool in December. God.
0: And him just denying it like that's not something that like they would just make up on the spot. Like he's like he's like that that's not true. They're like, dude, come on. <laughs> if they're accusing you of that, they know it's true. Yeah. yeah.
1: Good movie. Know. Good movie. Uh, what know. would you rather have spent your fifteen dollars on? Fifteen dollars on. Uh, you know, if they, if A24
0: inevitably, when A24 inevitably tries to sell some sort of version of
1: the little, uh, gemmed up Furby, probably that. (laughs) (laughs) Probably that. Yeah. I think maybe that's real. Maybe there's a real, let me see if I can find it.
0: I mean, there's definitely at the very least at this point, people are definitely like making them, but I feel like, right. because like A twenty four like occasionally does merchandising stuff for their movies, but they were pushing the Furby thing like pretty hard as like the mascot, as it were, for this movie.
1: Yeah, there's a whole Vulture story, I guess, about the history of that that Furby. Uh, yeah. So I I read that if you're if you're more if you're interested in the history of that prop. Yeah, because uh, I know I am, and I'll probably go read that later on. Uh, but um fucking great. Great production design all around. Great use uh, of sound, great visual design. I think yeah. before we saw
0: it you had, or before you saw it, um, and I was gonna go see it, you said uh I remember you had compared the directors to Danny Boyle. Mm-hmm. And I definitely see that. Uh, yeah. And I think they're doing it uh, they're putting it to much better use
1: than Danny Boyle did. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. D- Danny Boyle me. Uh, nee, 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 Danny Boyle, whatever. Um I would rather have spent my fifteen dollars. On a counterfeit necklace that I could have flipped for more. Uh, ah, running runnin around for your, your, your AMC money all over town. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Um, you
1: owe me those points. <laughs> you owe me I those had, popcorn I had points.
0: two $5 rewards. I could have used to get one popcorn, and now I can't get any popcorn. My kids are fucking hungry. We're going to go see fucking uh, <laughs> Star Wars episode one are they even on. I sent you my free tickets. Where are the tickets? Where are the tickets? I get to the theater. I'm in A9 to A12. Those tickets weren't
1: worth shit. A9, they were
0: front row. A10, A12. All seated, no one I know. Those were fake tickets.
1: I did you a favor. <laughs> Listen, bombshell, mixed reviews, not the with... <laughs> It was a piece of shit. You, I did you a fucking favor. Um, God.
0: I texted you. I said we meet me at Cats. We're going to go see Cats. You didn't get my... I didn't... Sometimes my phone you... doesn't send the text. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you didn't come with me to see Cats. <laughs> the, like... I, I love the I I love Ital I love when Italians yell I just Same. love it I I live with two of them <laughs> yeah, it's, it great. yeah it's, it's great it's great every time um thank God bless Italians God, God bless, bless Italy they, on this on this podcast we're pro Italian we're pro Italy we're pro we're pro Italian American um and yeah that's that uh, uh would you not have spent <laughs> can... my fifteen dollars on
0: <sighs> probably a ticket to see uh Star Wars
1: yeah same
0: i i feel like that's an easy one but it's so it's said so, it's so funny how that movie has mixed reviews <laughs> and is I, by all accounts a
1: flop and yet it's still fucking everywhere <laughs> i don't want to i don't even want to think about it. it it makes me sad to think about it. not because i don't want to talk about it. i don't want to give Disney. i don't want to give disney more of my time in my life uh Cause they've stolen, Stop seeing Disney movies. Go see A twenty four. Go watch. Just go watch A twenty four movies. Literally, any, even their worst ones probably more worth it than seeing anything by like fucking Disney. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and that's the Film Critters' promise. Yeah. Um, the the official A twenty four hype team. Yeah, we're the street team. Uh, and Neon's Neon's also doing some great work. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Neon's Neon's got some good stuff
0: out. What are, What are some other like production companies? Um. um... Who Who Who
1: distributed Parasite? It was Neon. That was Neon? Okay. Uh but there are there there's definitely a lot of others that deserve credit. Because for... your
0: support your local indie theaters oh. if you have one. I know some people don't because of how America is run.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sorry everyone. We, we live in a bad country. <laughs> no, no, I, we, I, we as are, Uncut Gems has told us.
0: We we are very lucky to live in a place that has as many indie some may say too many indie cinemas. Uh, in our
1: yeah, new <laughs> ones new ones opening all the time.
0: Literally, yeah. So if you are, if you are a Seattle listener or ever in Seattle, there's this new place that opened up called Beacon Film. Very cute little theater. Highly mm-hmm. recommend it. When we went and saw them, they were like, "We don't have a a permit to build out a little patio area yet,"
1: and yeah, so we apologize. You started talking about it being like hard to find
0: because they look like so they're like you know like those storefronts that are like in parts of like like city areas where it's just like flat storefronts. Mm-hmm. So they're in one of those. Which when you're looking for a movie theater, <laughs> yeah, you're lo- not looking for one of those. So we drove past it, and they're like, "We're working on it, but we have to get like permit stuff to like build out, oh uh, yeah, like that, that out makes,
1: into the sidewalk area." That makes sense
0: because uh, they want to set up a little patio area for people to sit on. They want to have like a marquee kind of thing up there, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a very cute little theater, and the movie I saw there was very fun, and they they have very good programming. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just, again, if you ever get a chance to support your local indie theaters, it's a great way to just see movies you probably wouldn't hear of or know about otherwise. Yeah. They're actually doing, like, a bunch of screenings for Uncut Gems because I guess they're, like, really hyped about the Safdie brothers. Fuck yeah. Because they were like, they're right. Yeah. Because they're like, normally, like, we try to do like a little bit more under the radar films, but like, we are like big safty Brothers stands. And so we're Mm -hmm. really hyped about this. So we're doing like a week of just like all uncut gems programming. Cool. I guess they're doing special events around it. I didn't look into it too much because they announced it after I'd already gone and seen it. But
1: yeah. Yeah. And Northwest Film Forum, there's uh, Sith, there's Uh,
0: Grand Illusion. Grand
1: Illusion. Great Um, place. The Crest Cinema, Crest,
0: yeah. There's a lot of good movie theaters out here. We're very fortunate. Um, yeah, highly recommend. Search, just googling indie movie theater, movie theaters in the area. Getting on their newsletters. Mm-hmm. Explore. That's how we saw fucking. Um, uh, give me liberties. Yeah, that's how we yeah, saw. Yeah, give one me liberties. Was like a random. Yeah, uh, was that grand illusion? Totally random film. Didn't hear anything else about it anywhere else. Uh, but I was very glad that there was, like, a, a list. Oh, like, one of the lists that was going around of, like, 50 films from 2019 that, like, people didn't see. And, like, Give Me Liberty was really high on it because they were like, this is, like, criminally underseen and it's really good. And yeah. I was like,
1: I saw th- I saw that movie. And it I is saw- very good. It, <laughs> was, it was quite good. Uh, and
0: so was Uncut Gems. Yeah. So see it if you haven't already. Yes. Uh, stick around. I saw, I, we're going to be doing... Uh, we are going to be doing an episode on Cats. Yeah, and Star and Wars. And Star Wars.
1: Uh, those are coming. And potentially good movies.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, still, I still need to see Knives Out and Bombshell.
1: Yeah, I do too.
0: I, uh, we'll see. T- finding time to see movies.
1: Boy, oh boy, it's hard.
0: <laughs> it, they, they released too many good ones in like one month.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, we're leading up to like the awards season shit and it's just, uh, you know. And even in January where just, it's like bad movie season, there's like bad movies I want to see. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Uh, so, and we're also, join our, join our Patreon. We have a, uh, video coming up this month for, we talked about both Hagazusa and Beach Bum. Um, yes. So,
0: we, did, we did a, we do a throws it back thing and our throws it back for 2020 was movies in 2019 that we didn't do episodes on because
1: both of us hadn't seen them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. And, and that, that was, that was a lot of fun that'll be going up either before or after this, uh, but it'll be there. Yeah. Um, and then,
0: uh, patrons also get to see everything three days in advance yeah. Uh, they also get to you know have their names in the credits of our full episodes. They get to have feedback on episodes. So We're much. We do a little Q
1: and A for so them. So many benefits. So many benefits. You'll Sporting know all us. about our new, next full film Critters episode before it ever goes up. Yeah. You'll you'll be you'll get a, the inside
0: scoop and. <laughs>
1: The and secrets.
0: And I'm Jay Bearhat. Wait, what are, we, what are you glad you didn't spend your $15 on? Uh, oh, Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: I think that's that. Yeah. I'm Jay Bearhat. I'm Baru. Bye. Bye.